You're listening to Mitnick's Monthly Brushstrokes, a podcast on the art of outsmarting, the fun part that sets you apart. I'm Keith Mitnick, author of Don't Eat the Bruises. For more information, visit keithmitnick.com or email me. It's kmitnick at forthepeople.com. Hello, everybody. Uh, I want to talk about something recently that was an epiphany to me on a problem that has been vexing me for many years, Uh, and that is how do you talk to the jury about not raising the burden of proof up in a way that makes sense? Because it's a mind-working thing, not an action. And trying to rein our minds in as opposed to rein our actions in is a total different thing. And one is doable and the other is so hard, it's almost undoable. For example, you can tell a jury, the judge can tell a jury, when you go home, do not discuss this case with anyone. Now, will they do it? A lot of them probably won't. They'll probably do it anyhow. But it won't be inadvertent. They're just going to say, the heck with it and do it. If they really wanted to follow that instruction, it wouldn't be hard. They just wouldn't. They Some of their spouses say, well, what, what happened today? I can't talk about it. Oh, come on. I, I can't talk about it. That'd be the end of it. They may get the cold shoulder, but they it, it's, it's an enforceable action. Tell someone who believes the burden of proof ought to be higher because you're asking for millions of dollars or because it's a personal injury case. For whatever reason. They really, in their heart of hearts, think it ought to be beyond a reasonable doubt or a lot closer than that than just what's more likely right than wrong. Just, you know, tilting the scales ever so slightly. If they believe it ought to be higher, there's not going to be some electrode attached to their brain, like a, 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 one of these EEGs, with an alarm at the judge's desk, and when they start raising the burden up, it's going to go beep, 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 beep. It doesn't happen. So how do you deal with it? Well, first of all, I'm not fooling myself into believing I could actually get people to hold it down. So let me get that out of the way. It doesn't mean I'm not going to try, but in all likelihood... It may be a waste of time if my ultimate goal is to really get them to hold it down. I don't know if I've ever won a trial in my whole life by ever so slightly by a feather tilting the scales our way. I either whooped their ass big time or I lost. So I'm not, don't, don't turn, don't tune this out going, oh, he's going down a silly path of an unreachable, you know, goal. Because there is great value in what I'm about to share you. Because I have figured out a way that I am confident is going to do a better job of making the point of how the burden of proof will will rise up. And it's not as simple as saying, no, I'm fine, I'll follow that, when they won't. And I'm not doing this because I think they will. I'm doing this to educate them so they understand they will and they, they're promised to not do it as an empty one. 
And why is that a value? Because the people who want to raise the bar up on you and are hardwired to say it ought to be beyond a reasonable doubt or close to it because you're asking for money for an injury and heaven forbid asking for a lot of money. Those people shouldn't be deciding your case anyhow. They have a bias. I'm not saying they're bad people. They may be wonderful people. They have a right to feel that way. Everybody doesn't have to feel in a way that would make them a fair juror in your case. Let them go down the hallway in a contract dispute, maybe a criminal case. They could be a star juror. They just ought not be deciding your case when they're holding their nose about damages to the point they think you ought to prove it like it was a criminal case to recover or a med mal case where they think the doctor ought to have to have done it on purpose before they lose because they're going to you know, ruin their career, which is nonsense. But so people that are, have a strong feeling the burden ought to be higher are biased for a lot of reasons, not the burden of proof. It's what it represents. That's the tip of the iceberg. Now, you may have already established a cause challenge, you know, in the med mal case where they say, you know, I, I, I just, you know, have feelings against malpractice case and I couldn't ensure the court I could be completely fair and impartial in spite of my best effort. You may already have them. Well, it's always good to get a second ground for challenge for cause or a third or a fourth because sometimes the judge would say no on one but give it to you on a cumulative. And other times you, you may not have cause on that person who you know full well should have given you cause. They, they're kidding themselves, maybe, maybe fibbing to you, but probably being just kidding themselves. And you know they're not going to be uh, the right juror for your case. You don't have a fair shake with them. And you need to establish cause so you can have a fair trial in a level playing field. This is another bite at that apple. And you often get people on this one you didn't get on the others or you double down on it. And there is one other added benefit to truly having people understand how, how hard it is, nearly impossible to hold the burden down when you think it ought to be greater. And that other the benefit is you have jurors who are truly applying the right burden and have seen the light and know you've won your case, know you've met your burden, know your client was hurt by this, whatever the, the negligent act was, but you've got some on that have gone off the tracks and they have bought into one of the defense arguments and they're fighting against you back there. You know, I've had some verdicts in 15, 20 minutes, but not many. It's because somebody was against you most of the time. And occasionally it's just about how what's a fair and reasonable amount. Usually you got P and even on that, someone's fighting for an unfair low amount. So what I'm about to share with you about the, the best way I've ever come up with in a brand new way to, to talk about how the burden of proof is so hard to hold down will also arm your jurors who were enlightened and saw the light with an argument to help bring back a just verdict when there's dissension in people that didn't see the light that are on the dark side of this equation who are fighting against a just result. It will give them an argument to say to them, you know, it's that when, because they're going to say things are going to give it away during deliberations. They're going to say, I'm just not convinced. I mean, I, I mean, I doubt it. 
I'm not, are you, you can say beyond a reasonable doubt, are you for sure? Are you sure? And the person can say, hey, wait a minute. You took an oath to say it doesn't have to be sure. It's got to be much more likely right than wrong. And all of a sudden that juror goes, well, they got me. I just violated what I promised and the rules from the court and the law. I better just shut up over here. Where do I sign off? So it is a power. This is a very valuable thing. Just not because it's probably going to hold people's down that don't believe in it. Hopefully that person won't be on your jury because of this. And anyone that is, you'll at least give the jurors that are for you more persuasive arguments to hopefully bring about a fair and just result. So let me give you what it is. It's built around the concept of a rising tide. And here's where it came from. During this coronavirus, I've been at my beach house. I live on a strip of the Atlantic Ocean south of Daytona that's a beautiful, quiet area called Ponce Inlet. And I have been to try and not put on too much weight during coronavirus, eating and feeling sorry for myself and not being on my feet at trial as much. I walk every day, or damn near every day. And I try to go a couple miles, sometimes three. I was walking not long ago, within the last month, and I was, I like to walk, <clears throat> excuse me, I like to walk near the water. <clears throat> you just tend to see more of the, if there's sea life and things, it's just kind of fun to get right down near the water. And the tide was coming up. It had been low tide, it was coming up. And I'm walking along the water's edge. And I kept having to move up. Sometimes I'd have to really sidestep three or four steps quick to not get my tennis shoes wet. Because, you know, it's early in the morning and at this time the water's cold and I don't want my tennis shoes and socks wet. So I, I kept having to jump up a little. I even thought maybe I ought to move on up and quit. And I thought, no, just pay attention. As soon as in my mind I said, just pay attention. You know the tide's rising. I went, oh my gosh. That's how to get it across to the jury, how hard it is to hold the burden down when you think it ought to be higher because it's like a rising tide and nobody's holding that tide back. And then, I, I mean, I couldn't wait to get back. I picked up my pace so I could really get down my, my erasable board and start working this problem and turn it into something I could use with the jury. And now I want to share it with you. You tell the jury when you're talking about the burden of proof. I set it up with the difference between the criminal burden and the civil burden. And when I'm done describing the difference, and I explain in a criminal case, you know, where you're going to take someone's liberty and put them in jail, we have a near black and white certainty verdict. It's very, very high. It's beyond a reasonable doubt. That means if you were sitting on the jury and you said, I'm almost certain he did it, and it's a horrible crime, but I got a little doubt, and that little doubt's reasonable, you would have to say not guilty on your watch and watch them walk out of the courtroom on your verdict. It's hard. It's that clear. Well, in a civil case, no one's going to jail. We're not taking civil liberties. We have a much lighter burden. It's by what's more likely right than wrong. Depending on your jurisdiction, it may be greater weight of the evidence in Florida. But you explain the difference. And then you, I would normally have gone, and there's not going to be any electrode on your head and it, you know, with a buzzer going off. And, and you know, my concern is that's really hard to hold down. It's not like an action it's a thought, and it's very hard. People can be well-intentioned and well-meaning, 
and still end up inadvertently, unintentionally raising the level up to what they were comfortable with. How many of you are concerned? That's how I used to do it. It was okay. I, it would work some. But I know, I haven't done this yet, and I normally don't share them before I do them. I just, you know, I try 16 cases a year. I've been doing it for decades, and I got a pretty good instinct what's going to work and not. This one I know is going to work. I know well enough to go on and share it. So you tell the jury, explain the difference between the criminal and the civil, and then say this, that beyond a reasonable doubt in a criminal case is like high tide with an ocean. Let me pause one second. Not everybody lives in Florida. And we may have some of you in Kansas. I bet you everybody, most people in Kansas have been to the beach. And if they haven't, they've seen it on TV. And they know what rising tide means. But you may, if you're at a place, you know, if you're in California, you don't need to explain it. But if you're somewhere that truly is landlocked and hundreds of miles from any beach, you might want to say everyone knows. I wouldn't act like they didn't know, but everyone's knows, been there, seen it, or at least seen on TV. The moon causes the tide to come up, and it just pushes up and pushes up, and there's nothing you can do about it. But it, and it comes up, you know, almost imperceptibly, but over a period of time, it goes from way down and the beach is wide to way up, and the beach is real narrow. I'd probably give, if you're not in an area, that it would be instantly known, maybe a brief explanation. Having said that, let me come back. So the crim I'm back talking to the jury. The criminal burden of proof, that beyond a reasonable doubt, is like high tide when the water's way up high. The civil burden of proof, this burden of proof of is it more likely right than wrong? Think of it as low tide. And here's my concern. For those of you who believe that lower burden the low tide is not enough in a case involving millions of dollars or a case involving personal injury or a case against a doctor for malpractice where we're going to be talking about millions of dollars, whatever, you plug it in. So for those of you who believe the lower burden of proof is not enough in a case involving millions of dollars, trying to hold fast to that lower burden can be like trying to hold the tide back. There's a real risk that when you get back in the verdict, uh, in the jury room during deliberations and you're discussing your verdict, there's a real risk of you saying, I'm just not convinced. When the evidence is actually sufficient under the lower standard. But your beliefs are out of sync with the law. And none of you are going to ignore the law on purpose. And you all want to do your best and follow it. And I have no doubt about that. But it can be asking too much. You would never intentionally raise that burden. But like the tide, it can happen without any intent, without you even realizing it. And next thing, we can have this situation where you're saying, I'm just not convinced. When in your heart of hearts, if you are fully applying that lower, that low tide burden of proof, the evidence really would be enough. It really would be more likely that we were right than they than wrong. And you won't do it on purpose, but it's the powerful pull of your beliefs 
that want to rise like a tide. And you have a right to your beliefs. You don't surrender your beliefs because you got a jury summons. Your duty was to show up and to tell the truth, not to surrender beliefs. You just got to tell us about us in this honor system. So here's my concern. My concern is for those of you that told me, you think that's too low. You think in a case like this, the burden ought to be beyond a reasonable doubt or closer to than that. I'm now down to asking you whether you can assure the court that you won't, the tide won't rise, you won't raise the burden of proof. And my concern is it may happen unintentionally because of the powerful pull of your beliefs want to rise like the tide. And they have a right to those feelings. We just got a right to know that that really is a risk of you, even though you try and would never do it on purpose. So my question to you is, in spite of your best efforts, is there a real chance the burden may start inching up? How many of you, in all honesty, say, there is a real risk you'll end up unintentionally raising the burden of proof because of your beliefs. You cannot assure the court that that tide won't rise. How many of you say, honestly, that's me? Now, doesn't that feel good? That's the first time I've said this out loud to somebody else, other than I did talk to my wife about it. And it feels just as good saying it here as when I said it to her. And I believe now the likelihood of getting people who in their heart of hearts want to raise that burden because they think it's BS to keep it that low. It's a free pass. It's not enough. I think I'm going to get significantly, noticeably more people for cause and people that felt that way were never going to be right on my jury. And I believe I'm going to arm those good jurors when if someone does slip through the cracks and they use a phrase like, I'm just not convinced, your good jurors are going to be armed to say, the tide's rising, bud, and you swore you wouldn't do it. And I think that can have a profound impact during deliberations to lead towards a verdict that recognizes the magnitude that was taken from your client in the way of health. So thank y'all, and I look forward to next time. Take care.